I'm Adam Powney, a gay man serving as an army reservist. This Pride, BFBS is celebrating how far our armed forces have come from accepting to welcoming to championing their LGBTQ service personnel. This time, I speak with Ableweight Nicole Scarhill. Recently, Nicole received a prestigious appointment co-chair of Royal Navy Compass, which defines itself as the Sexual Orientation, Gender Identity and Expression Network of the Royal Navy, Royal Marines, Maritime Reserves and Royal Fleet Auxiliary. Uh, so my name's Nicole. Um, I'm a medical assistant in the Royal Navy. I've been in for just over four years now. Um, my last draft, I was at um, Yeovilton at the air station, working in the med centre. And now at the minute, I'm currently deployed at Fort Tree Commando up in Fazling with the Royal Marines. Um, so it's a bit more hands-on, on the ground, that kind of stuff. And I've done like some placements at some army barracks and hospitals and stuff throughout my uh, phase two career. Lovely. Thank you so much. And because we're celebrating Pride and this is the purpose of this podcast, was there any hesitations or what was it like when deciding to join the military in regards to your sexuality and feeling comfortable to do so? I think yeah, it was a bit in the background of my head, but it wasn't really the main concern. Before I joined, I'd kind of Googled like about LGBT rights and stuff in the military. Um, you know, I found about Compass online and stuff and I knew kind of where the Royal Navy stood in like kind of like, you know, that like top 50 or whatever jobs that are good for LGBT people. You know, then the Royal Navy was always in it. So I kind of wasn't too worried about it that much. Lovely. And if you speak to other people who joined the Navy, have they had similar experiences to you? I think most people around my age have had probably the same similar experiences I had. You know, they've never really had issues. Obviously, working alongside Compass, I've like learned from like some of the people who've been in like before us, you know, the older generation who did struggle and I've heard the stories, but people my age and stuff never really heard anything bad about it. And while we're on the subject, we're over 20 years on since the ban was actually lifted from LGBT plus personnel not being allowed to be who they are. How does it feel to know that you're part of a military where that's in the past and important, but it's a very different space? I feel like quite proud about how much like the Navy's progressed and how the military's progressed, especially when compared to places like America and stuff where there's still so much, you know, disagreement and everything. And to be able to like look back and hear those stories from 20 years ago and then to be able to go, well, we're in like the top 50 of best jobs in the UK for LGBT people. I think that's quite an achievement to have. And I kind of want to go back to your civilian life a little bit. What was your support network like before joining the Royal Navy and how has that changed since joining the Navy? In regards to, be- yeah, in, in regards to being, being a gay woman. So I came out quite young. I was 16 when I came out. My family was always very open and supportive, like talking about gay people and stuff was never a, a thing you couldn't do. It wasn't like a hush-hush. It was just, you know, it was just part of growing up. So I was very lucky that I felt quite comfortable coming out quite young. And any of the job roles I have, um, I've never kind of, I suppose I kind of, I'm always a bit cautious with like older people, I suppose, you know, because they're a bit, you know, they've had, they grew up in a different kind of time. But um. I kind of, as the more as I kind of got older, the less afraid I got about coming out more. And again, with like the Navy, I find that I've met like so many LGBT people that I feel like I've met more LGBT people in the military than I did on Civvy Street. So 
That's so refreshing. And because you're surrounded by more than you would have been in CB Street, have you, because as a gay man, I always get asked this question, did you come out? How did you come out? Did you have to come out in the Navy? You look at me, stereotype, you know, I've got short hair, I dress in quite like guys' clothes a lot of the time. So, you know, a lot of people kind of figured it out already. So I didn't really need to come out. And by the sounds of it and the way you joke about it, you're, you're more than comfortable to be who you are. Is that right? Yeah, I think after like 27 years, you start to just kind of things roll off your shoulder. Like if you'd asked me 10 years ago, I might have been a lot more cautious, but I've gotten a lot more confident in like those 10 years. And I think it just comes with like as you get older, you get more confident in who you are. And you must be confident because you're one of the co-chairs of the Royal Navy Compass. You're going to have to be confident for that for that role. Could you tell me a bit about the Royal Navy Compass first? So... It's uh, an organisation that's part of the Royal Navy and it's kind of focused on the diversity and inclusion of LGBT people and, you know, other people that kind of don't really have somewhere to to feel associated with. It's At the minute, it's going through a bit of a revamp. Um, as we as new co-chairs, we're going to be kind of changing up a few of the stuff, make it more kind of progressive and kind of more open for people to understand really what it is. But our main hope is to that it is going to be the Royal Navy's organisation for LGBTQ plus people. And for you personally, what's it like to to be in that position where you can help steer the compass in the right direction? It's quite exciting. Obviously, my other co-chair, Danny, he's very much wanting to do the same with the same kind of thought process. We really want to change a lot of things up, really revamp the name, brand, all that stuff, and really kind of make it so that you know people feel you know that we're like more welcoming and that they can come up with like new stuff and give it to us and be like yeah let's give this a go let's try this and we really want to work alongside the RAF and the army as well and really integrate just to make it better for everyone. And the integration is something we've heard quite a bit across uh, the conversations I've had. What's your experience been like working with the other services? Um, so this will be kind of the first time I've really worked with the other services. Obviously, as a medic tri-service, I do have that option to work in the other branches, but I haven't really had the chance. You know, I worked at an army barracks once, and that's kind of been my only kind of experience with the other services. Well, at least it'd be a nice safe space amongst all the LGBT plus networks across all three services. Sounds pretty exciting, to be fair. I kind of want to touch upon ranks because, first of all, as an able rate, for me whether correct or incorrect, I assume a co-chair or a chair of a network to be officer, to be superior. But it's it's quite refreshing to be talking to an able rate as a co-chair. How is that? Yeah, I think that's definitely, it was quite a shock when I kind of got the, the email to say that we've chosen you as one of the co-chairs. Because I think a lot of my part was like, I've had experience with other organisations, obviously on Civvy Street and stuff. So I had a lot of experience to give, but I thought I'm an AB they're not really going to look at this. You know, they're going to want the higher up ranks to, to talk to all the commanders and the captains and the admirals and stuff because that's a lot of the people that you have to email all the time. Um, so it was quite a quite a shock, but I think that's part of the wanting to change Compass and make it more welcoming. You know, it's a lot more welcoming if you can go, well, we've got ABs that are in high up positions in our organisation. It makes other ABs less afraid to come up and talk to us, I think. And you must be quite proud to be in that position. Oh, absolutely. I'm really chuffed. <laughs> I can't really put into words. It's just, it's really cool. That's lovely. So we're celebrating Pride. And although you're reasonably new to co-chairing, 
I want to talk about parades because I've experienced, I haven't really taken part in any parades, but I've watched quite a few in Brighton, in London, in various areas. What's your experience with with pride events and celebrations? I think I'm a bit like you. I've, I've never actually kind of attended one in the military. It's always been more of a go and watch it as a on the civilian side. Um, I know there's like the scene, the behind the scenes stuff now. I know there's a lot of like Argo involved with it. And um, there's a lot more than just uh, showing up and marching. But because I can't really give that experience because I've never like done pride with the military. But from what I gather from other people, it's always a really good experience. You know, I've never heard a, a bad thing. And people seem to enjoy it when they go out. They don't really get like abuse or anything from it. Not that I've heard or anything. And that must be quite refreshing. Although you haven't experienced it yourself. To hear the positivity, that must be quite nice. Yeah, because like, you do hear it and then you're like, oh, I wish I went now but you don't always get to go. But it is more than the pride events and the celebrations, the work that we as the public and as other military see you do on your social media and amongst the network. You're very active. Although you want to revamp it and refresh it, you're still very active as a network. Yeah, and again, I think that's part of the what we want to focus on is more about our social media. We really want to, like I said, we're active, but we want to be more active I suppose we really want to be a constant presence you know people are constantly seeing us and that's kind of what we want to do obviously we've got a really good comms team at the minute and they're very eager and they're always like got all these ideas popping up that they want to do so I think that's why at the minute we're quite active because we've a lot of eager people helping out yeah that's lovely so you're in the navy as an able rate have you ever needed support if you just had some I don't know, concerns or just some questions about the lgbt community within the navy have you ever needed to seek support in that way yeah no like i i've never had to seek anything in regards to being a gay woman in the navy like even when i was looking for housing with my partner and i to get military housing it was more the fact that just that we're not married was more of an issue than us being gay was an issue I know I've like I know some people who have had um personal stuff they've had to go through medically wise like with being LGBTQ plus but I think that's a lot more to do with some of the kind of policies that we have in place that need to need updating and changing. You know what that's a that's a really good point about housing because that's a question I often ask is traditionally and the expectation is I have to be married to have a quarter or so to speak. Could you paint a picture of what your actual experience has been like in that process if if that's okay? Yeah, I mean it was fairly simple for us. We'd kind of lived um Civvy Street for like a year together, so we had proof that we'd been in a relationship for over two years. Um, and once we got out onto JPA, it was just a case of applying for the house. And again, we've just been really lucky where we've managed to get houses um, in both the places that they've had the extra housing available for us to live in. And I know when I was based at Yeovil, I had a couple of neighbours that were also LGBTQ that weren't married that had managed to get houses too. So it's never an issue. Do you know that, that's really refreshing. And I'm glad it's been that simple for you because it just saves the headache, let's be honest. Yeah, um, it really is more to being married and not being married is the issue. Yeah. Do you know what? That, that's lovely though, that. It's not about who you are, which is the issue. That, that's really nice. So I kind of want to talk about ranks because the Navy has been a real champion, if not the first service, to to go um, gender neutral in how they address their ranks. It's gone from gone to ratings rather than any gender-specific um, ranks. How does that feel to be in such an inclusive service? Again, I think it comes back to that like being proud of like just when you see like the difference that the navy was 20 years ago to what it is now 
like to constantly see like policies and stuff being updated to to work with the new generation that's coming through to make everything more um diverse and equal like we've we're really big on like dni and like training and all that um you've had a lot of dni talks throughout the years that i've been here and it's always like a case of we want to progress with the world and make it more welcoming to to make more people feel that they can join without being scared yeah that's a really good point about not mirroring public life civilian life but just being amongst it being in line with it has that been your experience overall so far yeah like i i'm quite lucky i think i've had a very positive experience when it comes to gender and sexuality and stuff in the navy you know i've never ever had an issue where i felt that i've not been welcome or that i have unequal to someone else you know i've been very lucky i think in that regards not everyone that i've met i think has been that lucky but from my personal experience i have been quite lucky and for someone who's um, possibly thinking about joining the Royal Navy, but they're from from our community and they're a bit unsure whether it's the environment for them, what kind of conversations would you have with them to just inform them better uh, to make that decision? I think if there was stuff like they're worried about their sexuality and stuff, I'd be kind of saying that some of the stuff I talked to, like where I've met more LGBTQ people in the Navy than I have on Civvy Street, and about I could probably talk about Compass. You know, it's quite a big organisation. We've got a lot of people that join like we've got um, quite a big like community space that's um, been built up and I just think you know most of like you know our bosses our chiefs our DOs all that never bothered you know I've met like so I just, I've met so many people that I just yeah I really yeah. just don't think it'd be an issue <laughs> and that's kind of sparked a, another question just off the top of my head is that community space that you that you have obviously don't tell me the specific conversations that happen in there it's a bit private um but what what kind of topics or subjects come up in in that space where you do nurture the community? Um, so we've kind of we've got like like a main group general chat um for everyone, and then it's kind of divvied out into the regional areas. So you got like your southeast, southwest, you know, north north area and stuff like that. Um, a lot of the time it's things like you know, um, pride events coming up or um kind of LGBT events that are coming up. Like I know the rap is doing a picnic. I think in the next few weeks. I can't remember the exact details, but stuff like that will come up. And in the general chat, general chat, you kind of get people asking questions like, "Oh, can we maybe look at like doing a mentoring program, or um, could we look at doing some, you know, AT as a compass organization and stuff like that?" Just the kind of general, general chit chat. Yeah, and by the sounds of it, if someone in the community spots an opportunity, it's definitely worth exploring. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. I again, that's what we want to promote. We want to be able to be able to go. Oh, I've got this idea. Do you mind like having a listen to it? And then we go. Yes, let's let's get this into the compass compass program. Love that. So we're celebrating Pride. It's it's Pride Month. Um, it's all it's all fabulous and lovely. Uh, rainbows everywhere. Um, there's a rainbow on my dog as well. What does Pride actually mean to you? That's a tough one, really. <laughs> is it a bit of a deep question? Sorry. You know, I think I'm not one of those, like, LGBT people that goes to, like, every single Pride event and, like, really, like, gets glitzed up and, like, gets really excited. I'm quite, like, a more, I suppose, quiet gay. <laughs> I like to stay at home and kind of watch a TV show or read a book. But I think, I think, like, Pride is about, like, finding your community and finding the people that are similar to you and that you can, like vibe with you know like there's these i moved up to scotland and i found like there's these amazing lgbt board game groups 
which is so much more my level than going out and like getting absolutely hammered yeah. you know so I think pride is like about finding those communities and obviously because it's such a big month and a big event they all kind of come out together so it's like if you didn't think you could find your group now's the time to find it because they'll be out promoting themselves <laughs> yeah and I'm glad you raised the um the topic of um, I'm going to quote quiet gays because I've been there yeah definitely been there I live in in the southwest quite conservative in its in its attitudes but um I've had my quiet gay moments for sure um and it's lovely to hear that it's it's a space for for those for those kind of people as well yeah absolutely I think that's like the great thing about like pride and the LGBT community is that we realize that we need those spaces so we create those spaces for each other and if again someone was joining the Royal Navy or thinking of joining the Royal Navy Compass or other networks, do you have a message that you would love them to take away from, from this chat? I think like definitely get involved. Don't be afraid to send an email, ask what's going on, ask if there's things you can do to help out. We are always looking for people. We are so eager for people to get involved. And the more people that get involved, the more stuff that we can do as an organization for the Navy and for LGBT people. So That's great. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you.